A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Would it make you the jerk if your friend had a lawsuit and you helped the opposition against your friend? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for telling my child's daycare teacher that my child won't finish cleaning up? My two-year-old daughter's been in a home daycare for a few months now. The teacher, Sasha, is very nice. I'm normally all for my daughter cleaning her own messes. However, I find when I arrive, Sasha expects my daughter to finish cleaning up whatever she was playing with. Which again would be fine, but it delays us getting out the door and heading home. Sometimes we have plans, etc. I started texting Sasha when I was so many minutes away, asking her to get my daughter ready and that seemed to work. My daughter would be in her jacket and reading a book, easy to put away versus a huge Duplo project or similar. Until today, things were crazy and I was in a rush. We had a lot to do this afternoon and I was running behind because I had car trouble. When I arrived, my daughter and some friends were in the middle of cleaning up a big mess. I told my daughter that we had to go and get her coat. Sasha said that she needed to finish cleaning up her part. I said, any other day, sure, but I'm running late and we cannot miss this appointment. Sasha tried arguing that the kids need to learn responsibility and I flat out said no. I grabbed my daughter, put our coat on and left. As I said, hectic afternoon so I only just now had time to check my texts. I had one from Sasha saying poor planning on my part doesn't mean I can break rules. I pointed out this is not in the contract and I can bring my child home whenever I need or want. She accused me of undermining her authority. I was given a verbal warning which I found ridiculous. Am I the jerk? I kind of see both sides. You definitely want to encourage the daycare teacher's sentiment, but at the same time, you can just pick your kid up and go whenever you want, and pickup should not take 10-15 minutes every single time. I mean, let's boil this down to the simple reason why those kids are usually in a place like daycare. It's because these are working parents with obligations that can't otherwise watch their kids. So I think it's more than understandable that any parent's going to be frustrated if over and over again, because the way the daycare operates, you have to pick everything up every single time and wait around. I think that just shows poor planning on the daycare teacher's part. When it gets close to pickup time, messy activities should not be allowed. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, want to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for calling my boyfriend's little sister racist because she likes K-pop? For background, my parents and I, female, 21, moved from South Korea to America when I was 13. Both my parents are Korean too. My boyfriend, male 22, and I have been dating for 6 months. We go to college together, my family lives in the same city that our college is. His family however lives in another city so I haven't had the chance to meet them until now. His parents invited us to spend the weekend over at their house so they can meet me. Up until now I've only spoke a few times on the phones with his parents but not with his siblings. He has three siblings, an older brother, 25, sister, 13, and brother, 9. The problem with his sister is that apparently she's a K-pop fan. My boyfriend had already told me this prior to meeting her and he told me to get ready. I thought that meant that she would ask me to say something in Korean or something like that. It's happened to me before, even by strangers in the street. It's annoying. Well, first things first, she greeted me with an hello in Korean. I faked a laugh and greeted her too. 
It wouldn't have been such a big deal if that was it, but then she continued calling me Unny and asked me if I called my boyfriend Appa and such things. She then started asking where did I live when I was in Korea, if I'd met any idols, if I ever tried to be an idol myself, etc. She insisted on sitting next to me and she was taking photos of me eating because I looked like an idol. Like what does that even mean? I'm just trying to eat. Her mother had to tell her to stop because I was very visibly uncomfortable. After eating, she wanted me to go dance some K-pop choreographies with her because, you know, every Korean knows how to dance, I guess. We stayed there over the weekend, so it was two days of non-stop of this kind of behavior. I was so glad when it was time to leave. As soon as we pulled out of the driveway, I told my boyfriend, You are not kidding, your sister is worse than I imagined. He laughed and said it was expected of her to act like this. So I told him, so she's always this racist, huh? He took offense on that. He told me that his sister wasn't racist at all. She was only excited to meet me. I said that all she did during our visit was to make assumptions about me and talk to me in a racist way. Like, come on, calling me Ani when she doesn't even know the context of the word has to be racist for Americans too, right? Now he's mad at me. I'm mad at him too for not understanding my side too. So who's right? Well, I obviously can't be the authority on whether this is truly right or wrong, but I do think a lot of what matters here is the spirit and intention behind the things that are happening. They may be misinformed or kind of dealing with things in a somewhat inappropriate way, too forward, too miscalculated or misunderstanding of what a social norm should be in that situation, but you cannot say that there was anything hateful intended here. When you go and you label somebody as racist, you would do so because they're doing things in a hateful way or making a mimicry of people. I mean, all of this was just coming from somebody that loves that culture so much, they want to indulge themselves in it and by extension know anything possible about your connections to it too. That said, I definitely agree that what she did was just way too much, way too forward and way too assuming. At the end of the day, she's 13 and probably just doesn't know better. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to go to a child-free wedding if my son can't go? There's a lot of stories on here regarding weddings and child-free weddings and overall entitlement, but I want to know if I'm right by saying this situation defers to the rest, or if I'm truly being a jerk. My younger brother and sister-in-law are getting married next year, 2024, and sent out the RSVP earlier this February, which is when this whole fight started. The invitations included tickets to the wedding, along with the dress code and a semi-letter letting the attendees know that this is a child-free wedding, along with a few other formalities or rules or whatever they want to call them. Not my wedding, not my rules to make, plus I don't have children. My only kid is 16 years old and I'm a single mom. So the whole idea of going to the wedding to enjoy a fun night to myself without kids is not something new, nor is it something I've had to worry about for a while. The issue isn't with the rule, the issue is that the invitation originally came with two tickets, and we didn't think much of it because he's not a child, so why wouldn't he be invited? Turns out, the no child rule involves anyone under the age of 18, and we found out when my son brought up the wedding during a family dinner, and both my sister-in-law and brother seemed taken aback, which then led to questions and them finding out that they'd accidentally sent out two tickets, which then led to an awkward conversation and my son getting uninvited in front of the people present. I'm genuinely trying really hard to understand their side. 
and the fact that it's their wedding, not mine, but I can't get past the idea of the way they did so, and how they made my son feel. Also, the fact that I had my son at a really young age and his dad was never present, so my brother was like a big brother to my son. So I think my son, and me, are quite hurt at the idea of my son not attending. I would say me choosing to not attend is nothing personal, but I'd be lying if I did so. I've been getting called immature, petty, and a witch, but I think the situation would have been different had it been made clear my son wasn't going to be invited from the start and not get his invitation revoked randomly. Maybe it was an honest enough mistake and OP should have still gone, but the moment people start calling OP a witch, calling them immature, calling them petty, maybe it is best for them to sit this one out and stay away from those people. I mean, how is that ever going to change somebody's mind? I mean, how many times in history has somebody called another person a witch and that person immediately goes, Ah, you're right. I've changed my mind. Our next story is, Am I the jerk for telling my sister she's stupid and toxic for comparing boy-girl parenting? I, male 33, am a single dad to my daughter, female 15. She's my buddy and I honestly love her so much. My sister, female 38, has three boys and has made being a boy mom her entire personality. She always goes on about how she loves being a boy mom and how raising boys is so much easier than having a girl. I usually just ignore it. My daughter is a huge Taylor Swift fan, and I took her to the opening night of the Eras Tour. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan honestly, but it was really fun seeing my daughter have so much fun and just overall being so happy. Last night I was over at my mom's, and my daughter pretty much only wanted to talk about the concert. My sister happened to be there too. My daughter ended up talking about having to wait about an hour to get merch. My sister laughed and ended up going on a rant, saying how she's so glad she doesn't have a daughter, and how easy it is raising boys compared to girls and even went as far as to say that she feels bad for me having to be a girl dad. My daughter didn't want to talk anymore and was clearly upset by my sister's words. That was very upsetting to me. I told my sister she was so wrong to say those things especially in front of my daughter, and that she's toxic and honestly stupid for thinking raising boys is easier than raising girls. I told her she needs to find a new personality outside of being a boy mom. She ended up leaving while calling me the biggest jerk. My mom also accused me of being rude and basically a jerk because my sister just loves her boys, and I shouldn't judge her for thinking girls would be more difficult to raise. So, am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk, they were standing up for their kid that got unnecessarily slighted right in front of them. I mean, here's this kid, happy and just going on about things that made their weak, and they basically get a verbal slap upside the head. Way to make them feel bad about their entire existence for no reason. Our next story is, am I the jerk for ruining precious childhood memories? I wanted to pour a new walkway from the end of our driveway, which terminates in our front yard by the sidewalk, around the house to our backyard, where we have a nice little garden and gazebo set up. There are a lot of kids and stroller moms and dads in our neighborhood. Some children saw the wet concrete drying and stuffed sticks and rocks into it and some carved their initials in as well, along with their palm prints. Well, I was not thrilled. I dug out the debris, then smoothed the concrete back over and put up a sign reading, please do not disturb, drying. A mom I'm usually friends with, we've walked her dogs alongside each other, said I was a mean old curmudgeon who was ruining precious childhood memories for the kids. 
who may want to go back and look at their initials and palm prints one day and reminisce. Someone else took down my sign, I noticed the next day. It was lying in my yard by the birdbath, far away from where I'd placed it. Am I really the jerk for this? It's my private property, these aren't my kids. You know, I would maybe say something if it was OP's kids and like it was the mom who was, you know, enjoying celebrating that with the kids and dad's being a mean old curmudgeon smoothing everything over. But no, all of these people in the neighborhood need to control your offspring. I'm sorry that fixing my ruined backyard walkway constitutes as ruining your newly founded childhood memories. Let's expand on those childhood memories and get a vandalism charge to go with it. Shoot, we'll get a copy of the paper of that charge, put it in some epoxy and cement it right into the walkway. This next story is, am I the jerk for making my kids shower too often? So I, 31-year-old female, have been married to my wife, 35-year-old female, for two years now. She has two kids from her previous relationship, 9-year-old male and 7-year-old female, but their dad isn't in the picture, and I consider them my kids and they see me as a parental figure, even though they don't call me mom or anything like that. Because I work remotely and start work later than my wife, I'm in charge of getting the kids ready in the morning and taking them to school, which can be a hassle. It's usually a fight to get them out of bed, which leaves us with barely enough time to get ready and get to school on time. I always enforce they take a shower when they wake up too. That's how I grew up, and I feel I just feel more refreshed and actually ready to take on the day. However, trying to get everything done in the morning has led to a few late drop-offs at school to the point where my wife was notified. She asked me what was up, and she was confused why the kids had to shower in the morning when they already shower at night. I told her the two showers a day serve different purposes, a short one for waking up, getting a jump start on your day, and a longer one for cleaning up after running around all day, and it's not unreasonable, it's what I do personally. She says since it's making the kids late to school, it is unreasonable. I said then the kids gotta get up earlier, which she was not happy about. Obviously I don't want the kids to be late to school, but part of the issue is these kids don't want to get up and get started and we've never been significantly late before, so I don't know anymore. So am I the jerk for making my kids shower twice a day? 100% in my personal opinion, if you shower at night, you don't have to shower or freshen up in the morning. I mean, yeah, you gotta brush your teeth, but how messy is your kid's bed that they need some kind of spritzing start shower? Just shower once at the end of the day and be done with it. I mean, shoot, I know kids will run around and get messy, but you don't even have to shower every single day. Our next story is, am I the jerk for reminding my relatives not to touch my stuff because of what they did last time? I live on the west coast and I regularly host my relatives from the east coast in Europe. I love the back country here, and showing it off to my relatives is one of my favorite things to do. I'm a geologist for a mining outfit, so I have all kinds of equipment and training. My uncle from Germany brought his family here before COVID and we had a great visit until one of my cousins started looking through my garage when we were packing up for a short camping trip. I made sure that they were all aware of the reasons for using bug spray. Beyond mosquitoes, we have ticks in the area and long pants are the best way to avoid them. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? 
United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. But insect repellent is also a good idea. My idiot cousin found my bear spray and thought she might like to try and give herself a nice coating to be safe from bears. If you do not know, bear spray isn't meant to be worn as a topical application. You spray it at a bear's face to get it to bugger off. She ended up coughing her lungs out and covered in all the milk products in my house, plus some extra that my wife had to go buy. And every once in a while I'll move something in my garage and catch a whiff of the capsaicin. My cousin wants to come back for a visit now. I was reluctant. She asked me why, and I reminded her of her last visit to my home four years ago. I asked if she had gotten better about keeping her hands to herself. I guess her and her boyfriend share the Facebook account that she contacted me from. He asked what I was talking about, so I told him what she did. Now her dad is mad at me for bringing up a stupid mistake. She's mad at me because her boyfriend is laughing at her, and my wife is mad at me for sharing family information. I wasn't trying to embarrass her. I just hate how much time and effort I had to put in to clean my garage and my gear. Honestly, I think this is one of those stories that they need to learn to just take in stride because it's honestly kind of hilarious and like would be the perfect story to be able to share if you have humility. Just imagine sitting around and you get a big old laugh because you talked about the time you looked around in the garage, you saw bear spray and you thought to yourself, oh well I don't want bears to come near me, so I use it on myself. Next thing you know I was double fisting milk cartons trying to keep my eyes from burning. That's a great story. And it's a very valid thing to be like, reminder don't touch anything. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making my girlfriend cheap lasagna? I, 24 year old female, make a delicious lasagna from scratch that takes hours and lots of money to make. 
It's so good that friends and family asked me to make it for them for birthdays instead of getting them a gift. Last month I decided to make it for my girlfriend, 23 year old female. I spent a lot of money on the ingredients and then more than half the day making the herb infused fresh pasta dough, the ragu, etc. When she came over, she took a couple of bites and said that she didn't understand why I spent so much time and money on it because it tasted exactly like the lasagna she would make with canned panzani bolognese sauce and boxed pasta sheets. Not similar, not kinda like, but exactly like it. My feelings were a little hurt, not gonna lie, but I understand that to each their tastes, and I just told her that I'm sorry she didn't like it that much, and then kept pushing it and suggested we watch a movie. Flash forward to yesterday, she was coming over for dinner and I asked her what she wanted to eat, and she said lasagna. So I popped over to the store and got panzani sauce and pasta sheets to make it because A, she said my lasagna and the quick made one tasted the exact same, so no need to spend on a lot of ingredients, and B, because even if I wanted to make my recipe, I wouldn't have the time, since it takes me an entire afternoon, which is why it's a special occasion thing. So she showed up in my house, took one bite of the lasagna, and then spat it out and said that it tastes different. When I told her I made it how she did, she got really upset at me and said that I wasn't putting in effort, and that she was expecting me to have a real meal and not something cheap. I pointed out the comment she made last time, and she rolled her eyes and said she was clearly exaggerating. So then I got upset because what the heck? The situation got brought up to our mutual friends. Most have stayed out of it, but two of them think I'm the jerk because my girlfriend clearly meant she wanted my special lasagna, which is why she asked for it as dinner, and that I should have let her know beforehand that I was going to make one using pre-made sauce, etc. I think it's clear that that's what I was going to do, because she literally asked for lasagna two hours before coming over, which is not enough time to make the special one, even if I wanted to. Am I the jerk? To clarify, the cheap lasagna tasted just fine, pretty tasty even, just not at all comparable to the original one, in my opinion. I mean, could OP have mentioned it? Sure. Could they have known? It's possible that they didn't know that it took that long. But is OP the jerk after those comments she made? Definitely not. You know, if I spent a lot of time trying to make like a really good mac and cheese and somebody said, oh, that's exactly the same as Kraft. Then yeah, next time I'll just make you craft because it takes 15 minutes. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my sister-in-law use my wedding dress for her wedding even though she can't afford one? My 28-year-old female, younger brother, 24-year-old male, and his fiancée, 23-year-old female, are supposed to get married in the spring after being engaged for about a year. My younger brother has always been the golden child between the both of us to my mom, not to my dad. Him and his fiancée currently live with her, rent-free, might I add. My dad and I, on the other hand, have had mixed feelings about this wedding. We both feel like my brother's rushing into things and not being financially smart. He just finished his bachelor program a year ago and is still trying to get on his feet and find a good full-time job in his field, and decides to spend thousands of dollars on a wedding? We sat him down and explained this to him and asked him what the rush was. Why not push it off for a few years and save up, so you guys can really have the wedding of your dreams? He explained to us that his family is pitching in a couple of thousand for the wedding. My dad's reluctantly pitching in a couple thousand as well, all important later. 
Well, a few nights ago, I'm eating dinner with my husband when I get a call from my future sister-in-law. Convo starts out normal. Hey, how are you? Crappy weather we're having, etc, etc. Until she tells me that she has a serious question to ask me. She asks me if she can use my wedding dress that I wore to my wedding just over a year ago. She explains that she can't afford one herself, that she absolutely loves mine and that it would be her something borrowed. I immediately shut her down and said I'm sorry but no, this is a thousands of dollar dress we're talking about that she'd have to get altered to fit her by the way too so no way. We're also not even close at all and barely talk so like what the freak. She starts begging and even starts crying and going on about how she can't afford one. I told her I'm sorry but no. She then starts going on about how I'm not even financially helping her and my brother pay for the wedding. So the least I can do is let her use my dress. I told her the honest truth, that I think they're rushing into having a wedding and not being financially smart. She said she didn't care, she has a timeline and wants to be married by 25. I basically said to her that she made her bed so now she has to lie in it and figure it out herself and if she can't afford her wedding dress, then she shouldn't be having a wedding. Simple as that. She ran back to my mom and my brother to tell them what I said. They think I'm the jerk because I have the money to financially help my brother and his fiance, but I'm being selfish and unsupportive. They also think, it's just a dress, so what's the big deal? My dad's on my side in defending me and is now thinking of taking back his financial help due to the sheer audacity of my brother's fiance asking me such a thing. Yeah, I think OP has absolutely no obligation, and anybody who tries to convince OP that they do have some obligation to pay for any part of this wedding is ridiculous. This next story is, am I the jerk for not agreeing to change our son back to public school? So I got a job at a private high school. The school gives free admission to the children of faculty and staff, as well as to their lower grade schools. These schools are way better than the public schools in my area. I want to send my son to the private elementary school. Unfortunately, my son's mother was not really on board with this. She thought it would make things difficult since she also has a daughter who will be starting school next year. Our child custody agreement has a part where we cannot change our son's education without both of us agreeing. So my son couldn't go unless her mother said yes. Since the main issue she had was her daughter not being able to attend next year, I told my ex about the school's policy that siblings of current students have priority on the admission list. So with our son enrolled, she'll also be able to enroll her daughter. My son's mother was happy with the idea after that and agreed. The school has really early deadlines for things. So my son's mother was trying to enroll her daughter for the next school year. That's when she found out that while her daughter would get priority admission, she would have to pay tuition. The school does offer scholarships, but they're more for exceptional or diverse students, so her daughter is way down on the list. My son's mother's now very upset by this and thinks I tricked her even though it was obvious her kid wouldn't get in for free since she's not my kid. She's still insisting it's going to create problems down the line. For example, she thinks it'll cause animosity between her daughter and our son as he will have more opportunities. She also said it would be hard to deal with the kids being in different schools because they're far apart. About a 15 to 20 minute drive difference. She wants to change our son back to public school, but she can't unless I agree to it. 
I still don't see the point. She hasn't made a convincing argument. On my side, the school is way better than his old school, and he's happy and settled and has friends at his new school. On her side, her daughter may get a little jealous, and she may have to drive a little more on the days she has our son. Honestly, I think the mother's behavior in this is a little disgusting. They're kind of putting their wants and their needs over the ones of their own kids' education. I mean, God forbid OP goes out there and does whatever they can to get their son the most opportunities possible. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I brought my own food to a vegan dinner party? So I've been invited to a vegan household for a dinner party. Of the total people going, six of nine aren't vegans. Anytime a meal is hosted elsewhere, we have two meals, one vegan and one not, so everyone can enjoy what they like. Not here though, this is a strictly vegan household. No cooking meat products on the barbecue, no cheese, no eggs, no fish. I get not wanting to cook meat on their barbecue. I have an entire section of my grill sectioned off for vegan and gluten-free cooking. I found out what they're making for everyone. I'm allergic to mushrooms, and they know it, and their main course is a portobello steak. It feels on purpose. I would feel disrespected as a host if a guest brought their own food to my dinner party. Then again, I try really hard to make sure everyone has options for them at mine. So would I be the jerk if I brought a George Foreman and some burgers to cook up outside? I think both sides are wrong here, because obviously if OP's allergic to it and they know it, They shouldn't be serving something that OP's allergic to or, you know, offer something else for OP. But also, I think it's a little too far if this is a very clearly strictly vegan household and OP brings over a George Foreman and starts grilling burgers. Our next story is, would I be the jerk if I gave my dentist a written statement to help defend him against my friend who's trying to sue him? I, 55-year-old female, have a friend Jean of similar age. She's not what I'd call a close friend. But I've known her for a long time. She's the type of person who always thinks she's right and won't back down easily from anything. A few months ago, she had a toothache and asked me which dentist I used. My dentist is amazing, so I recommended him. She has a dental phobia and asked me to go with her to her appointment. He was lovely to her, spent a long time talking to her, explaining everything, put her at her ease. She had a big abscess under one of her back teeth. He said it either needed root canal and a crown or extracting. The root canal slash crown would be the best part of a thousand British pounds total. And he was really clear that it was a big abscess and there was no guarantee root canal would work. He actually said the odds were 50-50 and it might be better to extract the tooth and put that money towards an implant or bridge instead. He said he could offer no form of guarantee or refund if problems happened. He was clear in what he said and I know she heard and understood that the odds weren't great. She decided to go ahead with the treatment. I went with her to one further appointment, but not all of them. Fast forward a few months, everything was okay initially after the root canal and crown, but then she got another infection. She had antibiotics, but the problem persisted, and she ended up having the tooth out. She is livid. You'd think he was the worst person in the world from what she says about him. She wants to sue him and has been to a lawyer to get advice. She's claiming that she wasn't properly warned that the treatment may not work. Apparently the lawyer is confident she'll get a payout. He's told her that it'll be hard for him to prove he properly warned her and dentists are insured for this stuff. They think his insurance will pay out because it won't be worth their time to try and defend it. I'm really annoyed at her for this because I know she's lying about not being warned. 
I really like the dentist and I feel awful for him that he faces legal action for this and that I was the one who introduced her to him. I worry that it'll reflect badly on me and his eyes when I see him in the future. I've never argued with her about it because I witnessed him warning her but she says it's none of my business. Her view is it doesn't hurt him because he'll have insurance. Like I said, she doesn't back down from things. I feel so strongly about this that I want to send a written statement to the dentist that he can use back against her. I would state that I witnessed the appointment when he warned her and that she clearly heard and understood what he said. I know that in doing so I would probably lose her as a friend, but to be honest, I don't care about that at this point. My husband thinks I should do it. He's never liked Jean. He describes her as a nightmare and thinks I'm best off without her as a friend. So, would I be the jerk if I did this? I mean, morally, if it feels like the right thing, and you also really like this dentist and don't want to be on bad terms with them, I don't blame you for going out on a limb and sticking up for them in a situation where you know they weren't wrong. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.